0: Welcome to WP Tonic Roundtable Podcast, where a panel of leading WordPress junkies discusses the latest WordPress and Internet stories of the week. Now, on with the show with your moderator, Jonathan Denwood.
1: Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Roundtable Show. This is episode six hundred and thirty-two. We record this every Friday at around eight thirty Pacific Standard Time AM. And you can watch it live on the w p tonic mastermind Facebook group page um please join us there, and you can watch not only the podcast part of the show but the bonus, which we get a little bit even more outrageous uh i've got We got some really excellent stories this week, and I've got a great panel. I'm going to let the panel introduce themselves. And then we're going to go straight into it. Let's start with ladies first, Stephanie. Stephanie, would you like to introduce yourself to the tribe?
2: Hey, guys, I'm Stephanie Hudson with Focus WP. You can find me at focuswp.co or in my Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz.
1: I've got Uncle Spencer, one of the most interesting and complex individuals I have (laughs) met for quite a long time. Spencer, would you was, like to of, introduce... That
3: was one of the nicest ways you've referred to me in the last 10 years, John. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Uh, you are
1: one of the most interesting but complex individuals I've <laughs> met in a long while. I have to wake up and look in the mirror every morning and I ask myself the same question. So, um, I'm Spence from WPLaunchify.com. That's great. I've got my close friend, John Locke. John, would you like to introduce yourself? John from Lockdown Design and SEO. Yep, right. I've got Chris, another great friend. Chris, would you like to introduce yourself? I'm
4: Chris from Lifter LMS, and I have a podcast for course creators called LMS Cast.
1: I'd like to point out Chris is the co-founder and CEO of Lifter LMS. Um, Right, uh, um, I've got... A new guest to the panel, we've got Vic. Vic, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, hey,
0: folks. I'm uh, Vic from watchful.net, and we've got a website maintenance Facebook group called Website Watchers. So i jump in and there. You and are to, to you are also
1: the co-founder and CEO of your company, is that not correct? Correct. That's right. Right. Um, before we go into the main stories of the week, I want to talk about our great sponsor, Castos. Craig was on the interview show last last week, which unfortunately I couldn't be part of. But Andrew, my co-host um, and supporter of this podcast, did an excellent job. Unfortunately, he can't be part of the panel this week. He's in Spain, sunning himself. Uh, um, but um, Craig was on the show, but Castos... Is just a great platform for yourself or for your clients if you're looking to get into podcasting and you should. It has a one price structure, you're not penalized for your success. I you can get as many downloads, upload as many episodes as your heart content tells you to, and you just have one fixed price. Its interface is a glory to use. The support people. Try and be supportful. Uh, um, Everything works the way it should, and you'll be blissful that you listened to me and you decided to use it. Go over. Also, if you go over to the WP Tonic um, Backstroke newsletter and you sign up for our newsletter, on that page there's a great special offer, and you get six months at half price on your cast-off package. What more could you ask for? Please show your support for the show. Go over to Kest Custers and buy one of their packages. So, panel, we have weeks where there is not much WordPress news, and then we have weeks where there is a ton of news. This is one of the weeks where there's a ton of news. Um, let's start off with the buyout of Learn Dash. Um, by Liquid Web. Let's start with Chris. Chris, you know, you're in this sector. Um, we had a chat about it earlier in the week. You you weren't that surprised. Um, but maybe you want to share some of your thoughts with the tribe. Sure. Uh, first, a big con- congratulations to
4: Justin uh, from the, the CEO and co-founder of uh, LearnDash, who we founded with uh, Chloe back in 2013. Uh, that's that's uh, like a nine-year journey, which is awesome. And uh, mad respect to Liquid Web. It's a solid hosting company. And uh, Chris Lemma stepping in as general manager, I think is fantastic for the space. Um, many people don't know that Chris actually has a background in software development in e-learning. And uh, from his earlier days. and Chris, Chris
1: has many hidden backgrounds. <laughs>
4: he does. So I'm, uh, I'm actually really excited to see him there. Um, you know, I, I play what I call the infinite game, which means somebody doesn't have to lose for somebody else to win. So having Chris come into the space as now a friendly rival, I think is actually really good for our industry. And, you know, our biggest competition uh you you know learn dash and Lifter lms are you know we're competitors within wordpress but in our space our biggest competition is actually the hosted solutions like teachable kajabi thinkific that's where the real battle is yeah. and uh at the end of the day uh a rising tide lifts lifts all boats there but so there's just a a couple of thoughts there uh but but really some of the bigger ideas here are e-learning is not going away. It's not new. Uh, recent pandemic events have kind of accelerated things, but it is continuing to expand. Um, there's also, if you really want to get deep into the acquisition news, there's some great interviews like by Post Status, and some other behind-the-scenes stuff. And some of the things I learned was that... Uh, well, there's going
1: to be some great interviews in the WP Tonic Show. Chris. <laughs> this, one, this one too.
4: This one too. But um, was some interesting notes on the acquisition was that uh, Justin at LearnDash, they did hire an investment banker to uh, help with that. If you're watching this and you have a WordPress company and you're thinking about selling it and you don't have experience selling a company, I thought that was a good move by LearnDash to, to do that. I also heard in a different interview, while they didn't disclose numbers, um, it, it was stated that it was the largest acquisition that Liquid Web has made uh, well, I, I would have thought as well standpoint.
1: well into seven figures, I would imagine.
4: Yeah, which is just—I uh, think that's a combination of you know, e-learning is huge; it's massive. WordPress is massive. Um, I think it was smart that Justin got some professional help to to broker the deal. And I just want to say, I, I, and I think it's really good that that Chris is is stepping in there, but. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, this is this is good news, and yeah. I look forward to having the, you know, just more innovation in the space. I could kind of tell, uh, you know, I was seeing Justin blogging less, and he was he started mm. a separate newsletter about something else, and I was yeah. like, I kind of sense something was up, but yeah. all in all, it's it's uh, I think, it's, and, I think um, it's a good move.
1: He um, suddenly wouldn't reply to my emails, and we've always had a very friendly relationship, not as close. As my relationship to you, Chris, yeah, um, but it's always been very friendly. He's always agreed to come on the show, and suddenly he wouldn't answer my emails. So I knew something was up because he's not one of the of the long list of people in the WordPress community that I've totally <laughs> pissed off. <laughs> uh, um, uh, um, but there we go. Uh, uh, I'm just going to quickly put my own spin on this and then move it onto the panel. Um, I think it's excellent um, news. Um, Based on my own experience, Tribe, the only more stressful thing than building up a business is selling it. (laughs) Uh, um, If you think building up a business is stressful, try and go through the process of trying to sell it. Uh, um, It's two times more stressful. Uh, um, And the second thing is, like Spencer, um, Chris Lemmer is one of the most fascinating and complex individuals I've ever met, like Spencer, uh, um, two of the most complex individuals I've met. Um, I wouldn't want to play poker with Spencer or Chris Lemmer, really. Uh, um, I, found he, um, I found his newsletter post about this was crafted in the, in the level that you expect from Chris Lemmer. It was a superb story. Um, but the reality, this is my take on it, is the reality Liquid Web is a little bit lost. Their confrontation with WP Engine is not going that well. And this, to some extent, is, for Liquid Web, a little bit of desperation to buy market share, and to find a sector of WordPress which can drive the hosting expansion that Liquid Web needs. Spencer, what's your own thoughts, and would you agree with some of the things I've just stated? Um, I'll start with the,
3: I'm not sure why I'm now a complex person, but uh, definitely Chris is a, a player to be reckoned with in the WordPress community. And I think each of us, uh, all the members here today, have our own little patch of ground in the WordPress ecosystem. And I think that's what makes it unique is that I remember in the early days when everybody was sitting around a campfire, that there was only a handful of people that were superstars. And it was like really amazing to me how I was able to access those people when I had no history in the WordPress space. It's very rare that you can come into an ecosystem where they say now WordPress is, what, 40-something percent of the internet in a trillion-dollar market. Can you imagine being able to go into, like, Microsoft's backyard and pick up the phone and start talking to Bill Gates? Well, in WordPress, you can still do that. And the people who are doing the acquisitions and selling their companies are still really accessible. And I feel fortunate for having stumbled into this backwards 15 years ago, because I think that now, in relation to Chris's comments, I liked what he said, because all high tides, wait, what did they say? High tides float all boats. So I, I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> did I say that right, <laughs> Stephanie? Yeah, all, high, high tides. Rising
0: tides lift all boats, yeah. yeah.
3: Okay, so I, I think that it's true to say, because in my space, I'm constantly having to say to people, there's LearnDash and Lifter. There's Lifter and LearnDash. And it's like there's Coke and Pepsi, Pepsi Mm -hmm. and Coke. I think that what's good for LearnDash is good for Lifter. What's good for both of them is good for the ecosystem. One more sale, because we're also probably going to talk about Pippin. Um, All of the original hardcore plugins are being gobbled up because of the consolidation. And if I refer back to why that's good for everybody, it's because, being in that particular space myself, WordPress is uniquely confusing for something that runs half of the internet. Somebody who comes in from the outside world has to really think long and hard or get help to even figure out what's happening here. And by moving everybody into a particular spot, it may be a little less competitive, but it will hopefully be more profitable for those that are players and a little more transparent for people coming in instead of being confused. And for example, Choosing a CRM as your platform of choice, you'll come into WordPress realizing everything you need is here and you own it and control it and so on and so forth. So uh, in relation to your question, Chris is a mover and a shaker. He's well known. He's well known for connecting people. Nexus and Liquid Web, I agree with you, is taking a very obtuse path. But when I spoke to him about why and how, it's clear that it's a poker game. Okay, We don't hear from HostGator or Bluehost or GoDaddy or any of those people why they're buying stuff, but it's clear in Automatic too. It's clear they're doing it because everybody sees the only way that this is going to work out is if you're one of the major pillars of WordPress where somebody can be acquired as a customer and you offer them everything. And there will still be some crossover for certain plugins, but I would bet 100% that there will not be the same ecosystem we've been using up till now, where random people just show up and get discovered in the repository. It's going to be like more Major League Baseball. There'll be farm leagues, lots of kids playing. When they get good, they'll get discovered and brought up to the majors to try out their stuff in one of the platforms, and
1: that's going to be Yeah, but I still feel that Liquid, you know, um, that Liquid Web are in a... Chase um with WP Engine to either go public or be bought by GoDaddy. That's part or, that's part of or, the growth guy. And they know that if W they know instinctively if WP engine gets there before them, they're gonna have to wait another couple of years before they either get bought out or go to market. And at the present moment there's just gobs of money out there. To buy assets they're just gold go, go, that, go, go, and we're they're worried they're money. gonna miss the boat Spencer
3: yeah because go, we'll talk about that in recent story maybe in a bit the problem the world has now as it applies to WordPress unbelievable amounts of capital concentrated in a small number of people who have nothing else to invest in and we have this unusual perfect storm in WordPress where half the internet is running on free software, where all the authors are people that were all sitting around a campfire a couple of years ago—it's ridiculous. I mean, it's literally no, I like I wouldn't use the it's word like Greenwich Village in 1969 or something, and I like hey, it's is quite Bob, I, name Bob
1: Dylan? Like, let's talk. I'm I David. He's quite charming myself. Uh, over to you, Vic. What, what's your view of this, Vic? Ooh.
0: Yeah, I've been following this uh, pretty closely the last few weeks, I'm sure like all of you. Um, I was struck really by um, Pippen's comments uh, in his post-status interview where he talked about the consolidation. I didn't think he really discussed that in such a positive way that you described it, Spencer, uh, as good for the market or we need to you need to kind of focus the experience so it's not so confusing. His comments seem to be more on the side of because every major hosting company is creating a different WordPress experience and that starts with wordpress.com versus wordpress.org uh that it might be you know less it might be a negative for the community long term short term looks great oh, long term for the yeah for the user uh,
1: I totally uh, disagree. I, totally, uh, I totally disagree with spencer's um he knows this but he's <laughs> larger picture. I totally disagree with Spencer's. Um, I, I think uh,
3: Vic's point is well taken, though, because we saw that in the Linux market, which is the only other example I can think of where a large open source community got bifurcated, trifurcated <laughs> into five parts. And I agree with you that what happened was as soon as the money got involved, everybody tried to copyright and put particulars into their code that made it not open source. So there does there's a real risk of it becoming... WordPress flavor one two three four five six. Well, it less I'm just identity.
1: waiting for this, Spencer, because I agree. I, I want to see if Vic agrees with me. They haven't done it so far, but I feel they're going to do it. And this, unfortunately, Chris, this might be the moment under Chris Lemmer because they might made the decision that Chris could do this without getting the amount of flack that he would deserve and Liquid Web would deserve. They're going to say, well, if you want to use our library of plugins, you've got to use Liquid Web's hosting. Um, And I think it's coming, Chris. I I think they're going to attempt to do that. And by doing that, it's going to be the biggest argument bust up in WordPress history. And that's why they employ Chris, because they think by doing that, they're going to be able to get, when they confront Matt, Matt, With this, they're going to learn the hard way, the darker side of Matt, because I've had my arguments with Matt about how he runs WordPress, but when he's challenged, and this challenge is coming from Liquid Web, um, he's going to be... They're going to find a a powerful opponent and champion of open source. What do you think of that, Vic? (laughs) Well, actually...
0: I I can see that coming. Uh, I think you're, my experience with the open source community is that when you ask for lock in, you start to lose users. So I frankly would be a little surprised if they're going to push lock in, you must use this um, uh, hosting platform to use these plugins, especially because those things can all be forked by anyone who wants to use them and decides to maintain them a little bit. What I actually think the, uh, I disagree with Pippin. I think I more agree with Spencer. I like that um, there are these different WordPress experiences. I believe that the open the, the, the true call of open source or the true appeal, rather, is that all this creativity comes in. Look at these creative experiences we have for WordPress, for, for Linux, or for any other open source tool that people are using. If I'm the kind of person who needs my handheld with a dedicated host and full-time support and high availability servers, I can get that. If I like to do it DIY it myself, I'm gonna do that also. If I wanna hire Stephanie to to help me keep my site updated, I can do that or I can do it myself. That creativity, that flexibility, I think is what's kind of made us, you know, WordPress forty percent or forty-five percent of the market.
1: So Stephanie, I I understand what Vic's just said, but in my heart, I just don't think Liquid Web and some of the hosting providers are gonna be able to resist the temptation of trying to build in what I call an enclosed garden. Um, They're just not going to be able to resist it. What do you reckon, Stephanie?
2: I don't know. I always feel like kind of like a little kid sitting at the grown-up table talking about things like acquisitions and stuff like that because I don't know a lot about it. This isn't where my area of expertise really is. But I know enough from the consumer side of things to think that, well, why does a hosting company, and, you know, this is a bit of a naive angle, but still it's from the outside looking in, right? Why does a hosting company keep buying up all of these things? I mean, the only thing I can think of, it because is that similar to what you're saying, John, is that they are going to want to start, because it seems like random things that they're...
1: Well, it, it comes to Liquid Web, they doesn't seem to be, apart from buying market share or eyeballs there doesn't they you know chris can spin it as much use his enormous powers of communication and spin as much as he likes but there there doesn't apart from buying eyeballs there doesn't seem to be any strategy in liquid webs buying frenzy but i don't
2: i don't know enough to say that like Oh, they for sure have this that going on. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. What I do know is I do like Chris Lemma. I think he's a good guy. And I think he does care about people. I I've had I've been on the receiving end of his kindness and generosity. I I I like that guy. I like me some Chris Badgett too. Like these two Chris's in the LMS space, like <laughs> I think like, I mean, think about the lovely comments that this Chris just said earlier. He's got a competitor coming in, buying all stuff, and his oh, first Chris things is, were Chris he's is, so happy for them. Like, this dude is awesome. He's the Chris dude, a though. Of I always him. Him. He's not
1: that lovely. The reason why he said that is true. He, the biggest competition is not internal. It's the external sassies, like Kajabi. You know, I my own business, um, we're in a you know, they pay They. – I'm only a very small company, but they, they, they pay efforts to show up in front of – when you put WP Sonic in, um, they, they are gunning for me and I'm gunning for them in my little way, but there we go. John.
2: But the other th- – hold on, okay. I wasn't – the other thing, though, that I want to say is that I think – this is like a little tiny nugget of it, but what I see when I read this stuff is that, like, how – awesome is it to be a part of this industry that actually has been thriving through covid like every like so many industries on this planet have gone under have been really struggling have had so many diff- like the past 2 years have been terrible and our our big problem now is trying to figure out which companies to buy up because we've got so much extra capital like there's something to be said for being a part of that And then to take it farther, we could say, how are we using our capital, whether it's money to buy up companies or the fact that we're still solvent and that we can help people? You know, like, how are we using whatever capital it is that we've gained through all this? to then make a difference in the industry and for our
1: Uh, customers That's how I look at it. Don't get me wrong, um, Stephanie. I I have the greatest respect for Chris Lemmer. Um, Unlike some people in the WordPress community that won't come on my show and won't answer my email, he's totally willing to come on this show and and he answers my email. I'm not a personal friend like Chris here or some of the other panel members, but he's always treated me with respect, unlike some other people in the WordPress community, Stephanie, who only want to go on shows when they're asked easy questions and they're bum-licked constantly. Uh, um, uh, I not, um,
2: try to not ever use that
1: expression. Right, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we need to get, we need to get into we need to go for our break, listeners and viewers, So then we'll come back, we'll get John's Locke's opinion on this and then we'll move on to the Pippin story. We'll be back in a few moments, folks hi there folks are you looking to build modern shopping cart landing pages using the power WooCommerce for yourself or for clients and you want to do that quickly with little need to know about hand coding well if the answer is yes and it should be i've got the perfect answer for you and that's launch flows launch flows is the most modern and easiest way of building modern landing shopping pages for your clients it also works natively Lee with Gutenberg and the leading page builders like Elementor or Divi it's really flexible really powerful plus if you go to the WP Tonic website backlink newsletter you'll get an amazing deal of the Launch Flows lifetime deal I think you almost get a third off which is just amazing and it's just an exclusive offer to you the tribe please show your support for Launch Flows who's a sponsor of the WP Tonic podcast and for the show itself it's much appreciated I've put a terrible vision in Stephanie's mind <laughs> uh, um, I apologise Stephanie uh, it won't happen again Rob uh, 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 um, <laughs> sorry about that Rob, uh, <laughs> uh, John so what's your take on what I've said and what the panel said?
5: Yeah I mean so there's a couple things going on um, in WordPress, the market, and specifically with the hosting companies because they seem to have the bulk of the buying power. They have the most buying power. Um, the hosting companies, there's, there's really two We're things that you back. can do, and that's grow to basically become like a large part of the market or uh, exit to one of the major players like EIG or whatever they're calling themselves now or a GoDaddy and a couple years ago, it it seemed like liquid web, or at least I was hearing rumblings of this, that they were trying to get acquired, but it seems like they right now that they might've just said, we're going to try and build this as big as we can, um, by acquiring these different things. The second thing that I see that's going on is something that Christie, Chirinos was saying the other day on Twitter and that is there's a consolidation phase happening in the WordPress uh, market the, we often talk about WordPress uh, maturing but basically what's happening is like all the, the smaller companies are exiting to these larger companies and there's a consolidation happening. Such as what happens in in a lot of markets where it starts with a lot of um, players competing for market share, but now a lot of those are like exiting and being consolidated into these hosting companies. Now I don't know how necessarily how I feel about um, this consolidated the hosting companies having so much power within WordPress. the community, because that's really like what I see happening, is they're the only a type of company that seems to be acquiring.
1: Well, I see products. where you're coming so, from, John, yeah. but the Pippin story, the, there's some aspects of the Pippin story that sanded so, sounded me, Sandy, but there's some, yeah, yeah. but there's some aspect. One of the good points is that they got bought out by a non-hosting. Um, well, well, I have
5: thoughts on that too, and and we'll get to that. But yeah, that's that's. I mean, really, what I I see is is going on. It's an extreme consolidation that's like happening in this last year, and I don't know if it was exacerbated or sped up by COVID or just people are. You know, they they just get to the point where it's like they're ready to exit and do something. I think else. the other factor. Like,
1: yeah. I think the other factor, which is good news, is that outside VCs like. Um, Rob Rowling, um, his, him and his wife have become friends of mine, and through Tiny Seed, they are they have decided that they are going to be entering the WordPress space a lot more. Um, I think that you know Rob is just and his wife are just two of the most quality people, and uh, and become friends of mine that um, that have entered my life for quite a while, John. Um and I think it's great news that they're, you know, that outside venture capital is now really looking at WordPress more seriously. Now let's let's move on to the Pippin Williams. You no, know, um, it's been quite a while since I've interviewed Pippin. Um I interviewed him about three times. He's one of the most quality individuals in the WordPress space. I've never heard anybody say anything bad about Pippin, um, um, which is rare in the WordPress community. Normally, you've upset somebody and they hold it against you forever. Uh, um, But I've never heard anybody say anything bad about Pippin, and he's always been nice to me, professional, business-like. So, Chris, what, what was your response when you heard that it's, it's, it, I I was delighted for Pippin, but also saddened that for a period of time he's divorcing himself from the WordPress community, because I thought he was one of the one of the greatest members of the community. Really, Chris, he is a pillar of the community, and I was
4: having a conversation with some other WordPress entrepreneurs the other day about this. Where, when a respected, it's only human that when a respected member of the tribe leaves. It's painful for the people left behind. And that's just a sign of what an upstanding guy Pippin is. Um, and that's, that just is what that is. But uh, it's also been a long time. It's been 10 years. And I mm-hmm. think on this panel or people listening or watching, sometimes you make a major change in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to run sled dogs in Alaska. I didn't even have an internet connection. And now I'm a software entrepreneur. That's a major change. And people go through these kinds of changes, um, and that's okay. Um, I was listening to an interview with Pippin between him and Corey Miller, and the big thing that jumped out, there are a couple things that really stood out to me about this story. Uh, Number one is that he was talking about the early days of kind of getting involved with WordPress and how he just kind of followed his advice to the next generation of you know WordPress entrepreneurs is to be really focused and have a vision and a mission. Like he says and that he was kind of unfocused and he just kind of kept reacting to what was happening. And then I think over time he ended up with a couple of great products like affiliate WP and easy digital downloads. But he didn't have like a clear vision or strategy. He was young in the industry, he was smart, he was very skilled, very productive, good at building a team, but uh, that's harder to do when an a, a, an industry gets more mature and bigger to just kind of come in and see what happens. So I found that interesting. And the big one, the big takeaway for me was that, um, and I you could kind of see it. I think if you look in the rearview mirror, that he said he kind of lost passion. You know, he started this brewery.
1: Well, I'm English. I've never had passion.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he started a brewery like four years ago or something, which. I know from just in my experience as an entrepreneur, as soon as I see, and hanging out with a lot of entrepreneurs, as soon as I see side projects, there, that's often like an indication that mm-hmm. progress is going to slow, focus is going to scatter, uh, productivity is going to go down. He had already built a great team and some great products within the Hills brand. So he was able to ride both horses, but that's not always... Um, I, I think that was probably earlier in, in his kind of passion shifts. So you have to be super passionate. Uh, I mean, I, I go to bed thinking about learning and education, entrepreneurship. Do you? Do it, you
1: fires, it fires I, me up. I, I, I don't, Chris. I just go to bed.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it fires me up. I'm obsessed. And if I were to ever lose that, or, or not be passionate about it. I could see that. It's like, quite
1: fascinating, actually. My, my Englishness is taken by some people as lack of commitment. Those yeah. that really do me like John is that I'm extremely focused and I, I don't give up, uh, yeah. um, um, which is a good point and sometimes is a bad part of me, but I am an extremely determined individual uh, um, but my Englishness, my lack of seemingly lack of passion, kind of confuses, especially Americans, where they 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 seem to require that you're loud about your commitment. Uh, well, being um,
4: passionate doesn't necessarily mean you're loud about it. But the uh, I at the end of the day, you know, Pippin was always really transparent around his numbers. I think last year Sand Hills did four million dollars or something yeah. like that. And, I mean, he built a great company, and he's just he he's just doing a new chapter. And, he's and he had some to, great,
1: you know, um, yeah. JJ, who hasn't come on the show recently, but I'm sure yeah. he will come back. He's just a fantastic, he had some fantastic employees, didn't he? Uh, um, so, yeah. John, um, my, you know, I think he, his interview on the Matt Report, um, Matt Medeis is coming on the show in the next couple of weeks, a great support of the show. I thought he had a great interview with Matt. Um, that um, and it became obvious there was two things that I got from that interview, John. Is that um, Pippin kind of thought he, he just didn't have the marketing chops or the drive to move the company forward. And what people don't realise, if you're not going for forward in business. You're really going backwards. Um, so if you can't push your business forward, it's time to sell it because it's gonna slowly die otherwise. And I think he realized that. And secondly, I you know, I the, the company that's bought it, I have very mixed feelings about them. Uh, um, but um in some ways, I was delighted that it wasn't a hosting company. What's your thoughts, John?
5: Okay, so I read his uh, initial article that he put on the Sandhills uh, blog. I watched the Matt Report interview. I watched the post-status interview. Um, it won't make sense to a lot of people, and like Chris mentioned previously, there is a sadness when someone who is this well-respected and, and like yourself, I have never heard anyone say no. anything bad about Pippin ever, no. never. And that's like one of the only people. <laughs> no, maybe the not, only person. Maybe the no, only person it's very rare in WordPress the world. WordPress really uh, there's
1: plenty, but, uh, of, there's there, plenty of people in this community that hates my guts, but there we go. Yeah. Uh, who cares? Uh, They're who cares? Fuckers, anyway. All right. There you go. All right.
5: But but the one of the reasons too, that was stated that he stated in his blog and it made a lot of sense is, um, him and his dad and his grandpa, I guess they go out and they do this thing where they chop firewood each weekend. And his grandpa was getting older and I think that one day he just woke up and realized like he wants to spend time with his dad, you know, uh, while, you know, well i thought
1: I thought it was interesting right. he said he had this three month break where he just left the company and had no and he said right. after the three months, he would either want it will either have that feeling i want I want to drive this company forward or he would feel oh I've had enough of it and um when he came back, he still had the feeling I've had enough of it, didn't he you know <laughs>
5: Well, and and here's the thing too. Him for him and his partners, you know, he made the right decision because I mean, he he has like a few partners in in this company, um. But for him personally, it sounded like he just wanted to focus on other things, like doing the brewery with his brother. And I can totally respect that. You know, I think there's a lot of people that are. There, and in fact, I know that there are like a lot of people that are feeling trepidation around um, Pippen leaving Sandhills and and selling it mm-hmm. to Awesome Motive. But it's it's him and his partner's company to do with as they see fit. Well,
1: I see Zaire as the so. kind of Gary Banachek of WordPress in some ways. Uh, um, um, he's got that kind of ha- hustler. Um, In-your-face style, isn't he? Um, like Gary, like Gary. You know, it's all guns blowing, isn't it? Which is totally well, different yeah. in business style to Pippin Williams. They're both um, good business it's, styles, but they're very different CEOs and yeah. personality types, aren't they?
5: But but it sounds like this deal had been kind of like they had been kind of talking about it for like a while, so. But at least, it, I mean, the good thing is, is there are a lot of good people that work for Hills. There are a lot of, of great people that I respect that work there. And at least they're going to go somewhere where they're not going to get laid off later. They're going somewhere where there's resources to put into these products to grow, which I think was another concern. Um, and I, I think that these products will continue to be stable and grow, which I think is very important. And they're gonna get. They're gonna get a to lot more
1: expensive, though, aren't they?
5: And the people will. can Well, who knows? You know, maybe. <laughs> well, based on the, of the record track record of the new owner, they're
1: gonna get a lot more expensive very quickly. Hey, uh, they've
2: got an awesome
0: motive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Some <of that> <laughs> oh, Jesus! <geez. laughs>
0: the drones oh, are coming on friend. Facebook right
1: now. Oh, that's painful. Uh, Vic, Vic, what what do you think um, is do you, does Pippin William, was Pippin Williamson on your right or it's Then really?
0: hundred percent. So um, we integrated their licensing technology over at Watchful, and that lets our customers, for example, apply a bunch of premium updates to their software from a central dashboard as opposed to, say, putting their license codes directly on the website. So if you have a thousand websites, that's a big deal especially if you change your license, for example. Uh, and so i worked with him and a couple of other staff, and we rolled that out last year. Um, so I don't know Pippin directly. We had a couple short emails. I mostly worked with some of his partners and staff. But what was interesting was I reached out to Syed at Motive, who I don't know, but I just wanted to introduce myself. I cold, call, cold emailed him on his website and said, hey, we've done this um, integration with EDD. We'd love to do more of it. And I didn't realize that, that motive was such a big user of EDD-licensed software. So as an opportunity, I thought if we could get more of those
1: softwares... Did he, uh, did he answer your email? Within 48 hours. And here's the oh, interesting he, point. He, he doesn't answer my email. I <laughs> <laughs> can be your proxy, Jonathan. But here's no, he the interesting he, point. He's made, he's made it perfectly clear that he's never coming <laughs> on my podcast. So there we go.
0: He said that they had dropped license codes in Opt-in Monster altogether... Still doing the licensing, but drops drop the license code. I don't understand how that technology works, but it might be a shift in for, for the EDD people. It, even if the pricing remains where it is, uh, there might be a different approach to the technology. If if that email is an indication, so looking to simplify license codes in general, which probably is a good thing for the for
1: the end users at least. That's great. So Spencer, what did you think of this? Um. I'm not sad as
3: much as happy for Pippin because yeah. you know, his story over the last couple of years, yeah. he's explained how he had personal burnout and obviously yeah. some very good, valid reasons because he's built something financially lucrative yeah. to take advantage of it before it's too late to get the benefits yeah. in the way he could today, right? I mean, his father's age and his wanting to spend time, I don't know if he has kids, but just yeah. burning the candle really hard for a decade.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, I. I am a nostalgic person, but I also am tempering my nostalgia for the days when Pippin, amongst other people who I refer to often, are one of the developers who taught me how to develop. <laughs> he didn't know that, but I knew that because I would just look at everything he wrote, and he was so very clear and helpful and so on and so forth. So from that standpoint, my enthusiasm for where WordPress is going is exciting because it feels like, as I've mentioned in today's show, We're in this unusual situation where all of us, whoever's uh, involved in any way today, have staked out a little ground in something that is only going to get more and more valuable, more and more business-like. So there's kind of like the real estate market, which I was involved in from the beginning. There's like, wow, I didn't realize this is happening. Oh, my God, this is happening. We're here. We're now. This is it. Like, strap on your seatbelt because this is going to be a wild ride for the next couple of years. Anyway, it doesn't, to me, seem to be anything other than perfectly logical for him to take what is probably life-changing money and be done with it. And the rest of it is going to be what it's going to be. But clearly, of all of the verticals, Saeed's team, I think he said they have 200 people, is one of the most agile yeah. and strategic. And he also controls a channel, like not like the story that the Bezos thing, but in the same way that Bezos was long-term strategic, I
1: see Syed as being very long-term strategic. And he's Yeah, kind of I think I think you're so touch. I think you're so right there. And it's so different to Liquid
3: Web. I well, feel. You, you don't know what's happening at Liquid Web. And I got some insight that I'll let Chris share directly. But the difference between Syed and Liquid Web is Syed's been here since the beginning. And he I didn't realize this. He had that YouTube channel, List 25, that I'm sure he sold for seven figures plus. He seems to have this. Midas Touch, that anything he's involved with goes. So I would put a significant bet on what they are doing there as
1: being one of the, if not the leading,
3: consolidators.
1: I think also the other interesting thing, Spencer, they're the few companies that have managed to build a plugin in the WordPress ecosystem and then move it totally to the SaaS model. The, the SAS comes. model, I
3: think, is is what you were referring to a, a moment ago, Vic, um, perhaps, is that the, the SAS thing sort of blew up in their face a little bit, if you ask my opinion. Because, yeah. for example, with WP Forms, which I think was where yeah. they had some changes, people were like, why am I running the plugin and then I'm running it on your server? That seemed to me to be very odd. And I don't know if they've mm. changed that, but mm. I do feel that they're agile enough and he understands the psychology enough. That's the key of mindset. I can use a comparative, although I think didn't they acquire Yoast? I'm not sure if, it, if I'm mixing it up, but like Yoast. No, is it, was the, it was
1: the other people. Similar name though. But, but the,
3: the point I'm making is when we think of how sensitive a, a major brand is to the customers, I felt like. Yost's brand was a little insensitive to how the things they were doing affected users, whereas Saeed seems to be with the products they've acquired. He seems very sensitive to what the end result is for the consumer, and we've seen in several of the products that they've acquired that they've actually further refined it, further tailored it, further improved the pricing model. And I think that that's the concern that anybody doing consolidation should have because. Look at Netflix, look at Disney, look at Hulu, all those TV channels sort of things. They're racing to the bottom. The only way they win is by loyalty of the customer. And I think that's going to be one of the determining factors in the future about which of these columns is the one that somebody chooses, is what kind of experience, what kind of relationship am I going to get? Because the plugins and the software are not enough to hold anybody anymore.
1: Yeah. I'm, for, I'm sorry, Stephanie. I want to go into the recommendations because I want to keep this to the hour. Um, so I'm going to go. Uh, so oh, <laughs> please forgive me, Stephanie. <coughs> uh, um, all right, thank you. You're the, one of the few people that I have, uh, um, So, uh um, So uh, let's go into our recommendations and hopefully the Slack channel. Can you can you keep an eye on this, Uncle Spencer? Uh, um, can you make sure that they can put stuff in the Slack channel? Um, mm-hmm. um, so let's start with, well, let's start, we'll put them into chat and I'll, I'll make sure um, I will copy them somewhere. Uh, um, so let's start with Chris. Chris, got a recommendation or something you want to share with the tribe?
4: Yeah, Um I've recently been building out some use case demos for Lifter LMS. We haven't launched them yet, but people use it in different ways, like for course expert sites, like courses membership sites. They use it for like internal company training portals and they use it for uh, school applications. Same tool, different use cases, building different demos, building all that stuff out. uh, I've really been enjoying, it's a simple free plugin, but it's called user switching. So if, you're, if you need to, like, switch around your site and see what the experience is from a specific user or a specific type of user, I just find that plugin invaluable. So I'm, that's... that's uh, for a more advanced, like, user-driven site, I could, couldn't imagine ha- not having that on the site.
1: Uh, when are you buying it, Chris?
4: <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if that would be a top on the acquisition list, but... Oh, I think, right, there we uh, go. I just <laughs> thought, I just thought, the free plugin is great.
1: Yeah, but yeah, you know, I just thought you'd probably be on the on your buying list. That, that, uh, plug-in's,
4: that plugin's
3: invaluable, by the way, for anybody running a membership site. Yeah, that's why I thought
1: you, you might be buying
3: it. Are, are you really using
4: episode. User Switching or WP User Switch? Uh, let me find it real quick. I believe it's user switching, but I'm just going to double check.
1: Put it into the chat, uh, Chris, and Uncle Spencer is helping me out. very quickly. I've been
4: using user switching. Is the other one, do you like the other one? Uh, no, I think I think the one you're using is the one I'm using. That's what I posted, The user yeah.
3: switching.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie, have you got a rep? rep, rep, rep I, I, the I use tribe. that as
2: well on my site. Yeah, um, I... I was thinking about uh, putting my name behind Setapp this week. It's a Mac. Um, it's Mac only, but it is a collection of tools. You pay a subscription, and it has a ton of premium and freebies in there. But you can just install them all through that. And yeah. it, it's like uh, ten bucks a month or something. And at first, I was like, "That's crazy." And now uh, I got a new computer two weeks ago, and it was like the third thing, second or third it's thing. The
1: it's the AppSumo of the Mac, isn't
5: it?
2: Um, well, I still love me some AppSumo as well, but it's just it's you don't pay for them additionally. But the like the things that I'm now obsessed with using in there would cost me more than ten bucks. Oh, you what, what is the, what is I the mean? URL, Stephanie?
1: Yes, put it into it's, chat. Uh, put it into it's chat. S
2: E T A P P. I'll find the URL. Yes, put it, that's put it into chat.
1: It. Stephanie I and will. Uncle Spencer will put it in the Slack channel. Okay. Um, Vic. Have you got a recommendation you want to share with the tribe, Vic?
0: Yeah, sure. A, a quick one to follow up, uh, almost on what Stephanie said for, for Mac Cloud App screen capture. It's actually owned by Also which I didn't realize until I was reading all this acquisition news. But plugin wise, I really like uh, uh, Block Visibility. I'll put the link in here, which allows you to conditionally control block display. So different times, different uh, conditions. You can, you know, for instance, maybe you have a sale. You can put make make that a block. When sale's over, you can just have it automatically stop displaying so you don't have to go in there and disable it or delete
1: it. It's really handy. That's great. John, have you got a recommendation for the tribe? And you're muted, John.
5: No, I'm muted. Okay, anyway, my recommendation is a channel that I discovered on YouTube called FD Signifier. Uh, And this uh, guy, he analyzes um black people in the uh, movies and entertainment and kind of gives a breakdown and analysis of uh what it all means um i'm not doing it really justice by describing it here but it's a very insightful channel um so go check it out
1: right thanks for that Um put it yep. into chat with uh, an uncle spencer will uncle spencer have you got a recommendation for the try?
3: Uh, I'm going to line up with Vic on this one because I'm in my quest to really go crazy on Gutenberg, as you've seen my video and post output this week. So I discovered a native uh, block inside of Gutenberg called the Gutenberg query loop block. And what it does, if you are wondering, is it allows you to achieve that hard-to-do thing of I want to create an archive page of my posts or of my custom post types. And that was one of the linchpins of why you still needed a page builder. Let's say you wanted to make a custom post type and you wanted to have an archive page and so forth. You really needed a page builder to manage that. Well, now you can why? Really, why uh, has
2: that been so hard? Yeah.
3: Yeah, now why? you can do it. So essentially make a custom post type with the CPT UI plugin. And then you can essentially create a page, put this loop block in and tell it how to output the posts to da And then you do the same thing for your single page template and you're kind of good to go. There are some, you know, little quirks here and there, but the bottom line is we're, we're inching closer to what little reasons you need to go outside of Gutenberg. If you're willing to understand, like I did that, it requires retraining your muscle memory of where stuff is. And, and the, the UI still leaves a little to be desired.
1: You're me? so right, Spencer. As normal, great insights. Uh, I've always admired you for your insights. Uh, um, um, my recommendation, I was in two minds. Um, I'm going to be talking about this in my newsletter and a bit in my rant. Video that accompanies you need to sign up for the newsletter tribe where you see Mm. the real rawness of my remarks about certain people in the WordPress community. Um, but my recommendation is uh, a podcast by Sam Harris, Making Sense. To say I have mixed feelings about Sam is an understatement, but the one thing I admire about him is that he's prepared to discuss and look at subjects where others fear to go. And that's a two-edged sword. It's very similar to myself, but I've accepted the flack which I regularly receive for going where other podcasts won't go. Um, And Sam has accepted the the flack that he receives. But there are aspects about Sam where uh, I have some real problems with him. But I think it's a fantastic podcast, and I re- recommend it to you, tribe. So, Stephanie, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to, Stephanie?
2: Yep, at my website focuswp.co, and you can check out my Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz, and I'm on the weekly Divvy Chat podcast every. Tuesday evening, yeah, <laughs> just across the globe, is it? Uh, Tuesdays at 5
1: Eastern. <laughs> you haven't that in his don't you? Uh, God bless those Dippy people. Um, obviously, I hope you're a member of the WPTOMIC Mastermind Facebook Me? Yes, you are. Yeah,
2: of course, I'm in there. You got kind of muffled for a second, but yeah. I know, I mean, there's
1: a few people that like to muffle me. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so, uh, Chris, uh, how can people find out more about you?
4: You can find me at lifterlms.com. I also still like to sit around campfires. Do you? And I can Aww. easily be reached oh. on Twitter at Chris Badgett. And then uh, check out our podcast. If you're uh, creating courses oh, online is that you're chris a... lemmer
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> no if you're creating courses online or membership sites or you're a wordpress professional that serves that market uh i think you'll really enjoy lms cast we've been going for seven years yeah, so It's a great podcast. As well.
1: and i just want to say chris thank you for so much for being my friend and being supportive of my activities chris you you've been thank you so much chris
4: I bet, you bet. And I just want to highlight something. I found out about a client that Jonathan has over at WP Tonic. There's this awesome documentary film called Fantastic Fungi, which is about (laughs) the secret world of mushrooms. It's an awesome show. Uh, There's a huge, like, mycology, which is mushroom science niche out there. They're putting on a virtual conference. Jonathan's using Lifter LMS and a bunch of other tools to power the virtual conference and premium content upsell. That is is just incredible. Uh, so it's great to be with you on the journey, Jonathan. You are also a host of sorts, uh, and I love what you're doing with your direction with your hosting. Well, for... we
1: are really manage WordPress, unlike so many that utilize it. <laughs> we actually do manage it for people. Um, yeah. Spencer, thank you for those kind words, Chris. Um, Spencer... Um, how can people find out more about you and your thoughts? Uh, either at WPLaunchify.com if you want to discover your optimal
3: WordPress stack or at LaunchFlows.com if you're looking to build sales funnels with WooCommerce.
1: And Vic, how can people find out more about you and your insights, Vic? Yeah, you can visit our, our website at watchful.net
0: or join join our maintenance group on Facebook called Website Watchers.
1: And it's a great product. I'm, I'm gradually putting some of my websites on your platform, Vic, and I've been so Fantastic. far very impressed, Vic. Uh, um, the, Why do you sound it?
2: surprised when you say that,
1: John? I'm surprised about everything, <laughs> Stephanie, <laughs> especially people's uh, meanness and ungenerated generosity. Uh, um, uh, um, John, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to?
5: You can find me at my website, lockdownseo.com, but also check out my YouTube channel. Um, just search for Lockdown SEO. Just published a new video this morning. So
1: Yeah, and John John really knows his SEO and is and he is ethical and keeps his word, unlike some people in the SEO community. Uh um we're gonna wrap it up. We've got bonus content folks. you want to go over to the w p tonic Mastermind Facebook group. you'll be able to watch it. We only touched the first story. I thought that would happen. We've got some <laughs> other great stories <laughs> some too. of the panel some of the panel are gonna stay on um and discuss that. Some of them have to go off, but it's where we have um we have even more discussion. So please join us on the WP Tonic Mastermind Group. We'll be back next week with another great panel, another great discussion, which I feel you won't hear anywhere else in the WordPress community. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. See you later.
0: Take care, everyone.
1: Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic podcast, the
0: podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.